You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a Troon special in this episode, we're delighted to be joined by back on the show, the Assistant Manager of Troon, Dean Keenan. Dean, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to be on as always. Cheers Scott, it's good to be back on. Uh, it's well, been a wee while and we've missed each other a few times in the in the way through, but uh, it's good to be on. Yeah, definitely thanks a pleasure to be back on. And we're also joined by the captain of Troon, Ray Montgomery. Ray, it's a pleasure welcome on the show, thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, Scott. It's been a pleasure to be invited onto your show. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Dean, before we get into talking about Trudon, how excited are you that Gio's a Rangers manager? Who? You don't know who's a Rangers manager? Gerard, is it no? No. You're living in a, under a cave. Is it no? It doesn't make a difference to me, mate. Big Andrew's bringing the title home. <laughs> you worried about Van Bronckhorst, no? Not at all, mate. Nah, He's got a good all. record, to be fair. He's a really good record in, um, with Feyenoord, I think. To be honest, um, Johnny Bailey put someone up. Um, I think Cy Ferrad maybe questioned his um, reputation, but Johnny put someone up with Feyenoord and I'd done, done a bit of digging and I had some record over there. So um, obviously a wee spell in China, that'll help him out as well. But no, nah, listen, I think Rangers were a bit stale, to be honest, this year. So I don't think it'll be a, a bad thing for them. But um, as I said, we've got our own things to worry about there now. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Brilliant. We'll look into obviously Trun's season so far. We'll, try, we'll take a wee look at your, your league positions. You're sitting 10th, 26 points from eight wins, two draws, 10 defeats. Monty, obviously at the, the start of the season, it was all, it was all about just staying up, but you're doing pretty well so far considering the start he's had. Yeah, we started to kind of turn things around a bit there. Uh, started off obviously a bit ropey, but we're uh, kind of struggling for a bit of consistency. We've been kind of up and down. One week we're brilliant, then the next week we're we're down, struggling to get a result. So hopefully, uh, we've won the last two games now, so hopefully we can stabilise that and go and take it another win on Saturday and then continue that on into the, towards the, the Christmas and then into January and February. Dino, would you go along with that? sort of been up and down so far. I definitely, Scott. Struggle for consistency. Um, but as I said when I spoke to you about the pre-season show, this is to be expected. Um, yeah. 12 or 13 signings we've made this year, so it was always going to be the case that we were going to be a bit inconsistent to begin with. Um, but now that we've found our feet um, in terms of the team, we've managed to find a shape that's suiting us at the moment. Um, and performances have been good. We had a really good performance-wise October, which resulted in zero points in the league um, from our three games, which was hugely disappointing. But um, we just asked the boys to continue what they were doing, and I think we're getting the rewards um, heading into November now for the two results that we've had, two great results for us. And um, yeah, listen, we're, we're, we're mid-table at the moment. Um, that's the first round of games for us, complete. Um, and by the looks of things, we've managed to avoid that relegation zone at the moment. So that's that's certainly a positive. And um, as Monty said, we'll be looking to kick on in the coming weeks to to really cement our place in this league. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to, obviously, go, go through it kind of a game at a time. The first game was a defeat against the Buffs. Monty, then a, a 0-0 draw with Ben Burb at home. And then, obviously, the defeat against Talbot 2-1. I was at that game in cover. Dean, I'll come to you in a second about that. First three games, was it disappointing? Uh, yes, unfortunately, I wasn't available for the first game against Cohen and Rangers, so I can't really comment on that game. But the Ben Burb game, I thought we dominated the game from kind of start to finish. And they're, they're quite a, a tough side to break down. They, 
they play with two banks of four and just, they just sit behind and play the long ball. Uh, so I thought, uh, unfortunately, I get sent off from that game as well, I think. Uh, but uh, the Talbot game, just a typical Talbot team. We went up 1-0 and we're playing really well in the first half. And then the second half, they came out and scored straight away after the, after the break. And then they, their tails are obviously up and they're going to beat us 2-1. But I don't think there was much really between the two sides, if I'm being honest. But to get one point out of the possible nine, I thought we're, up, we're, pretty, we're pretty unlucky, to be honest. Um, and that kind of that that kind of was the kind of it's really been our season so far. I think. Do you know? Obviously, me, you, me and you had a bit of a, a debate after that Talbot game. Do you remember that? Was that? We do, mate. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. You <laughs> said that we scored a fortuitous goal, fortuitous goal, when it was an absolutely brilliant piece of play from us. It was as well as that. Obviously, that was a. I can maybe did did jump the gun. It was you did probably dominate that first half. Was it disappointing you just couldn't kick on in that second half? Aye, but it's, listen, I've been there long enough at Talbot and they get that first goal and then the crowd gets up and then all the wee 50-50 decisions or 60-40 decisions that you were getting in your favour first half, you don't get any of them and it's as if the, the fans just suck it in. Listen, I, I've a fair ding-dong with them every time I'm down there, but the, what they have, obviously the players on the pitch are a huge, huge part of it, but they, them just um, decide. The support is just phenomenal that they get down there and it definitely helps them and that's why have managed to maintain their success over the years but uh, it was a disappointing um, result in the end but the performance that day um, that, that was a real positive for us because uh, like, like you just mentioned there that one point out of nine it's not a great start to a league campaign but when we looked at the fixtures we were away to Kowinin who were tipped to be up near, near the top away to Auchinleck and then Ben Bob who love, as, as Monty just said Lovers has got them well drilled there yeah Tough time to the upper hand, absolutely no doubt, on the three games that we've played. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously, the, he's been on for that start to pick up a big 4 2 win against Rob Roy. Monty, how big was that for the dressing room to get the, the first one? Oh, it was excellent. Obviously, to go and play, and as Dino said, at Auckland Lake, I think we played, we played really well over the 90 minutes, and then to kick on. And I thought that was probably one of our best performances we've played this season, out with maybe Largs or uh, Glen Afton this year. And to get the three points, especially against a team. It was down the bottom of the table with us, uh, considering the start there. I don't think they had actually picked up any points yeah. in the first three games. So to get that three points and put us uh, four points ahead of them all league was a good a good victory. Yeah, definitely. Dino, would you echo that thought in the 4-2 win against Rob Roy? Uh, it was important we got that first win. Um, it was important for the team. And listen, uh, uh, Rob Roy, again, they've got some great players. Max, he's done brilliant with that squad. Because I remember when they'd... Uh, Big Willie up front uh, with Kev and the two of them were brilliant and then they had to change their full side and obviously with the stuff on going with their stadium and that, he's done a terrific, terrific job there, Maxi. And, um, I really like the middle of midfield, the wee boy, number eight. I can't mind his name now, but he's an excellent midfielder and he um, he actually dominated the game previously. We'd played in the kind of lockdown season and we, I think we beat them 1-0, but he dominated the middle of midfield against Monty, so we knew how just good a player he was. Um, but thankfully that day we got the result The one kind of thing obviously at the start of the season was kind of home form was a bit of a struggle two defeats against uh, Clydebank and Cumbernauld obviously two kind of teams in different positions in the league Monty with the, was the Clydebank game probably understandable but the Cumbernauld was a bit disappointing I'm not too sure of that because Clydebank even though how good, well they were doing up until they played us I don't think 
there was really much in, in the game, if I'm being honest. Uh, they scored just off the back of a second ball, off the back of a set piece. But other than that, I don't think any of the two teams really created created many chances over the over the 90 minutes. And I thought maybe a draw would have probably been a much, a much fairer result. Uh, however, it quite at Cumbernauld, I think they were more hungry than us. I think they probably deserved to, to beat us in the day. Uh, and as we touched on earlier, it's just it's been the story of our season. We one one game we're, we're good and we're at it, and the thought the next game of of been we've been poor. Uh, and I often I, I believe that against the kind of teams up the top of the league, your Clyde Banks, Hawking Lex and Fox, and we always seem to do really well. But when it comes to teams that are kind of round about us, we don't seem to perform as as higher higher level. And that was that's what happened in the two games. Do you know, obviously, that they two home defeats, he's then went on to beat Coburn, 2 1. How big a win was that? Huge. Late goal as well. Uh, Josh came off the bench, scored with two, three minutes left. And uh, it was a good good bit of momentum shift there for us. But as Monty said, it, it was this kind of story of the season, um, early on in the season. But I go back to what I said 12 players, it's going to be that. Um, obviously, the demands that we were putting on them as well to, the, to try and play the way we want to play. Um, there's a lot of adjustments to be made and I go back to what was said in the pre-season chat. We lost a spinal team, I had to retire. James McGowan went back to senior football. Steve went to senior football. Jordan Morton, senior football. So, like, I promoted players back to senior football. And, but that was a real, real tough thing to replace for us. And early on in the season, I thought we were defending really, really well. Um, and maybe just not getting the breaks going forward. But maybe that... Maybe Season there's going to be kind of shift in that as well, but um, no, listen, the great it was a great one at Coburn because at that time they were really struggling, um, and it was a care that was in charge as well. So we knew that they would have got a lift for, for maybe the manager leaving as, as it happens in football. But we got we were dominant in the game, dominant in the game. So to get the last minute winner, um, that was a huge bit of momentum shift for us. Brilliant. The big the one against Coburn, did you think? Monty, did you think that would be a big turning point? And then after that, what, what happened against Blanta? Well, that was a game this Wednesday night, wasn't it? Um, uh, was a kind of a bit of a turning point. Uh, I think we, if we're Cabernet were in the league, we had to go there and get um, maximum points. Uh, and to score, to score in the last minute, there's a lot of clubs tend to come and score, score in the last minute against us. So to score against them when we did was, was obviously great. And you're hoping that you do kick on in the Wednesday night. But as Dino said, it's it's difficult. Boys are working, boys are picking up uh, wee niggles. So, once we're playing that Saturday, Wednesday, it was very seldom that we had the same team uh, playing from a Saturday to a Wednesday to the following Saturday. But, um, as I said earlier, that once we play against teams such as Blanta, which are now their second second ball of the league, um, we often struggle against, the, against these teams where we should, in my opinion, we should be beating them. After that, obviously, you was 1-3, one away to Bonnet, and then a massive 4-0 win at home at Glenafton. I remember getting told about that 4-0 Glenafton win, and the, the quote was, Trim were relentless first half team. Would you go along with that? Aye, we were excellent that day. Excellent. Um, and, and, and we, played in, we played a lot of good good halves um, early on in the season. Um, the problem was we couldn't put together a complete performance for 90 minutes, and that's why we want to pick up as many points as gone after and we were just tremendous from start to finish we played Dean Fulton through the middle and it caused him all sorts of problems and um, it caused him great great problems at the back and I think that set the tone for us because we managed to get pressed higher up the pitch 
and then put them into a lot managed to make them make a, a lot of unforced errors and then capitalised on that obviously and full nil probably flattered them on the day to be honest um, we were completely and utterly dominant that day and like I said that was probably the first day that we thought that things were um, starting to kick in again and starting to maybe go on a run but um, there's been a few of the times that we've sat in the dressing room certainly after games and there's been I've said it a few times after this, let's make sure this isn't another false dawn because we've maybe had three or four of those like we had said a minute ago about the Coburnley thing you're hoping that that can then score you onto two or three wins and then we lose the midweek game against Blantyre but what is right to make make the key point that we've not been able to choose the same team from a lot this year I think there's only been two occasions from my memory that we've managed to pick the same starting 11 for back-to-back games so um, obviously we've got boys missing games for weddings and stag do's and holidays and suspensions but that's enough about Monty <laughs> um, so we'll speak about the rest of the team as well but aye it's a difficult it's a difficult thing playing at this level and but listen we're in the same boat as every other team I'm not saying that we're not we're in the same boat as every other team so that's not an excuse but it definitely does hamper momentum the, you go on a three-game unbeaten run after that. Obviously, the Bonnet and Glens and then the nil now with Bees. But the 5-1 defeat to Benbard, Monty, what went wrong that day? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Again, they're probably hungry on us. They're a stuffy team. They came out uh, all guns blazing. To, uh, as well, uh, the team changed a bit. I think I came back after the suspension. Um, a couple of other guys uh, got their debut that day as well. They were signed and kind of... Um, New deals, um, so I just think it was a bit of a mismatch. We had to change the back four as well. I think it was the first time they had to change the back four um, all season. Uh, so all the things can accumulate, uh, and we just won the we just won the, the races that day. Uh, Bemba deserved their winning. Probably could have scored more than five to be honest. They were they were far superior than us. Would you go along with that? Do you know that five-one defeat was that just a really disappointing time of the season? Aye, and it was a very diplomatic answer for Monster. Um, we got it wrong in terms of the team. We we um, changed shape to go to our back three. We had boys missing. Um, we had boys missing, and we thought we'd, we'd try and change a bit of shape to try and get our most experienced. I love on the pitch, um, and it backfired. We had to make a sub after 20 minutes. Um, in fairness, even when we made the sub, they were they were miles better. Um, and that was a real turning point, I think, for us in the dressing room. Um, after the game, and there was a lot of home truth spoke, um, very open and honest conversations with the players about the standards. Um, I wish I could say that was the last time that that conversation was happening this year, but obviously you'll mention our day in a few minutes. But um, no, nah, listen, it was it was unacceptable for a twin team to be going there and beating, uh, be beating five one, and it was more the manner, as Monty said. Um, it was it was a, aye, it was not a good day. Um, still actually. Infuriating when you think about it. Um, I'd actually forgot about that, Scott. So cheers for bringing it on. <laughs> you kick on for that though. Two massive ones against Hurlford and Cumnock. They were must have been big wins for the dressing room, money. That was superb to go after getting beat five one a week. A week's a long time in football, and to get I thought we were outstanding against Hurlford and uh, Cumnock on the Wednesday. It was a Saturday on the Wednesday. I think uh, no, it was really good, and it started to get the buzz back about the place, especially after getting such a a bad defeat against Benburb to go in the following week and be a, a Hurlford team or a, an excellent team uh, win Scottish Cups and not, not much has really changed about them over the years so to get the 1-0 win at home and then to go to, then to go away to uh, Townhead Park at Cumnock uh, we're actually 2-0 down in that game as well mm-hmm. to come back 
the way we did in one three two just showed a bit of character we had about the changing room and we were there just to 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 give we were just going to give up and we were there to, to fight for each other. I obviously after that you said you, they two big wins and then kind of three defeats in the row in the league. What was it? What was the kind of thoughts in the the three defeats to uh, Medal Darwin Pollardine? Um. Firstly, just want to get set off at three two. We actually won the game four three um, against Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> Hurlford's been to, Hurlford's been to Darvill and one. They've been to Darvill and one. They've been to Cowan and one, and they've been to Pollock and one. Maybe I think maybe no Pollock. Been, been, been somebody else in one. So we knew how good a team Hurlford were. And I think Strainey got it right a couple of weeks ago. I said his press article saying that Hurlford's probably team of the year, and I kind of disagree with that. With it. Turnaround that they've had, so we knew how good a win that was for us. And then the midweek game under the lights, it was everything a midweek game under the lights should be, man. It everything, goals, controversy, two teams going hammering tongs, and we managed to come out on top. Thankfully, down to ten men, scored a late winner for us, and um, uh, it was great. It was brilliant. It was brilliant because the, the momentum, as you said, it's huge in football. And Monty's right, a week's a long time, so. We quickly banished the Ben Bob game because we knew how important those games were. Um, and then obviously that carried us on to the Meda game, the Darville game um, and the Pollock game um, that we knew was going to be a tough. When the fixtures were drawn, we looked at those fixtures and we knew it was going to be a tough month. Um, obviously, Irvin Meadow was about a derby game. We went away there and I thought we, I thought we were dominated for, for a lot of the spells in that game with the... Um, Causing too many problems and in the middle of midfield and causes a few problems and a draw would have probably been a fair result at the worst for us. Um, but they scored two goals later on for long throws and then a cross ball and we just didn't defend our box well enough and that became a kind of systematic thing. Like through the early on in the season we defended the box really well and we were very poor up top. But then in October we just really, really poor at defending crosses, set-pieces, throw-ins, and it punished us. Um, Meda scored from a set-piece, Darvo's two goals were set-pieces, and then Pollock scored for cross-balls um, to really punish us. So, aye, it was a tough month. Like I said earlier on in the show, performances in October were really good. Uh, really good, but we know in this league, performances don't get you anything. It's points on the board that we need, and thankfully coming into November, we've managed to put two on the board. Yeah, two massive wins in the so far this month. Home to uh, Wags on Saturday, but before that, a two-one away win against Rutherglen. Monty, they're two massive games. Obviously, t- teams in the also try to kind of fight relegation. How big a wins were they? Well, they were, they were massive wins. So they were uh, they were um, they were really really hard fought wins as well. I thought we were, I thought each and all the players fought for one another. Uh, we showed a, a lot of character. Uh, probably in the first half up at um, Rutherglen, they played considering the conditions. I thought we played really nice stuff as well. And I thought 2 1 kind of flattered them a bit. I thought we could have maybe been 4 or 5 now up at half time. And they scored, to make it 2 1, they scored in the last the last kick of the ball. But I thought we dominated that game. And then obviously to go uh, and get a win there on Saturday was probably the, the best win I've probably had it through, even though it was just it's a, mid, a mid of the season uh, tie uh, to go and beat Lars after being 1 0 at half time to come out and win 3 0. The buzz about the place was fantastic. Probably the best experience I've had in the changing room through. Even though it wasn't winning a cup or winning a league or that, it was it was really good. And hopefully we can carry that on to uh, the game on Saturday and we play them in the cup. Yeah, definitely. Dean, would you echo these statements? Two massive ones. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone in this division is a massive win, but when you do them back to back, um, it's it's really really important. We knew the we knew that would take us to the halfway point in our in our, our campaign, and obviously with uncertainty with the league and the COVID, that if you only get to the halfway mark, it's that's it finalised. So um, we knew that we had to get to to the amount of points we've got to. We had to win those both games, and we did. Um, Rutherglen we were excellent, and then in Largs we showed different sides of our game. First half we were. It was a bit of a nothing game, to be honest. There wasn't much between the two teams. Um, they scored a goal that a goalie should do better. Maybe somebody should foul them. Um, and then for our, in the, in our first half, sorry, Sam Jameson, um, who for me is probably top striker in the league at the minute, um, scores, uh, hits an unbelievable shot and the goalie tips onto the bar and comes off the line and back out again. So fine margins at half time. Um, we just gave the boys belief to go out there and carry out the performance that we know they were capable of and as Monty says to go and win the 3-0 th- uh, in the second half um, and we've managed it but we've got a wee bit of a season mentality at the moment to be honest Scott because we're crippled with injuries and mm-hmm. there's a couple of boys went out the door and looking for first team football and other things so down to the bare bones so I, I think that's been huge um, players are holding themselves accountable um, staff certainly holding each other accountable as always and as a team we're holding each other accountable and I think that's why in the last two games we've, we've really turned things around and it was a really old-fashioned Jimmy Cutwood performance and ruthless and really gung-ho at times really going forward and expressing ourselves and then at the back just defending resolute so uh, it was brilliant it was great to see and as Monty said that, that that's all good and well and yeah, of course, after the game, I think the celebrations were a bit... I, I, I'm not going to apologise, I'm not going to say over the top, because winning football games is what we're all here for, Scott, and right. there's a lot of times you get in that dressing room afterwards games and it's no good, you know what I mean? So when things are good, absolutely celebrate them, enjoy them. Um, but I'm sure that Arnie and his players will, would have heard that, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't mentioned in the team talk for them Saturday. So we're aware of that, we've got to go there... And just this Saturday, go there, put in a performance that we did, match them for effort. They're a good football side, try and stop falls in the middle, getting on the ball, um, try and nullify the threat of Sewell and behind and try and win the game again. Yeah, definitely. But we'll touch a bit in your cup runs as well. Probably up and down is the best way to describe these as well. Really good in the south, obviously. A big 13-0 win again against uh, Madan and Dale in the first round. 3-1 win against Larnock. Obviously, he's playing the third round on Saturday. Junior Cup, he's an out in penalties to Ben Burb, and obviously the West of Scotland was a, a disappointing defeat to Ardea. Dino, obviously up and down is probably best one to describe the three Cups, isn't it? Absolutely, Scott, aye, absolutely. Um, the Scottish to Ben Burb, like I said, they've got their card marked this year, no doubt. Um, one, one nil up with a couple of minutes to go, and the boy hits a shot for 25 yards and the roof of the net, and obviously penalties, I think it went something through like 14, 15 penalties, so our goalies and that were hitting them. So, uh, listen, that's that's what happens. And yeah, unfortunately, we went out. Um, the 13 0 win was great, obviously. Loads of good stuff. Good to get some of the young lads on the pitch, making their debuts. We've done all season and scoring goals, which is important. And then the idea game is just completely and un- utterly unacceptable. Um, and that's not taking away any credit for Sean because what a job he's done there with his yeah. team. Um, to the point where there's a couple of, I'm sure that. Um, there'll be other teams interested in some of their players um, I know for a fact that there is um, they've got some good players there at Ardia um, but it, f- from our perspective I think that was Ardia's first ever win against a, 
Premier League team, I'd read. So it's completely and utterly unacceptable. The players were made aware of it. We're aware of it. Um, and unfortunately for Jimmy and I, we've got to carry that tag as well. You know what I mean? It's Yes, it was on... on the players on the match, me and Jimmy, we're still um, upset about that. But again, the response from the players in the, the next two games has been superb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, Monty, would you say the yeah, comments? Obviously, the, a good run in the south, but disappointing in the other two cups. Oh, it's really disappointing. We want to do well because we're not really expected to, to go on and win the league this year. Uh, so to get a, a run in the cups is obviously what we're after to get put out uh, to Benford, as Dean said. Uh, of kind of it's a great strike, a couple of minutes to go, and then to get put out in penalties. Uh, but that year, as Dino said, is totally unacceptable. We should be really that's it. I was kind of real looking at that as playing our year, and then the next tag is against Logan. No disrespect to, to Logan either. We should be going and to be going and beating them as well. So it's extremely disappointing. So hopefully we we go on and we beat Lars on Saturday and get a wee, get a run going in the the South the South Challenge Cup, uh, and hopefully get ourselves into a into a final this year and something to, something to celebrate and something to, to give the supporters. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll touch a bit on the, the next the next steps for the club in the, during the season later on in the show. We'll touch a bit on your careers, Dino. Obviously, we've been on before, but we've, we've spoke about your playing career. But is there a particular kind of best time of your career that sticks out for your, your days at Morton and Ayrn, training and things like that? Um, in terms of playing, uh, probably the team that I played in um, with Steve-O and Tiff in the midfield and Fronts, Alex, Gomes up front, Marco. Um that was a that was a special time playing. Um I think coming through the ranks at Morton when you're a young lad and that's your f- first experience at kind of football, I don't think you'll ever be able to replicate that. The YT capital at half eight in the morning and no getting home till half five at night and all the stuff that goes with that in the boot room and cleaning boots and doing the chores and stadiums and all the fun and that was just a special, special time, and um, and obviously at Trun, um, really achieving things. Um, I came to Trun when they were in the bottom league, uh, the ADL at the time, um, and obviously over the course of my tenure there, we've managed to progress into the Premier League, being down again, back into the Premier League, um, winning cups. So uh, it's been good to be competitive. Um, I really enjoy the coaching side of it now, to be honest, um, just as much as what I did playing. Um, but I, uh, in terms of a special special time in my career, I'd probably have to pick that air team that we played uh, when we won promotion and that under Reedy because what Reedy's brilliant at doing and I think you see that at Albion Rovers now is he's brilliant at getting a good, 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 right good group of players um, and he'd done that at air on many occasions and we all got on, it was a good team spirit um, and it's a fabulous place to play football, it really is Somerset, it's, even Monty will tell you somebody kind of commandment minded he was at the game a couple of weeks ago and it's just it's just a special place to go and watch football. Yeah, definitely. A couple of the teammates have got in touch with us, but we'll save that for a, a few minutes later on. Monty, obviously you've had a, a really good playing career as well. Time at Stranra, Talbot, Cumnock. What sticks out to you for your, your playing career? Uh, it was probably the year after we get relegated to um, Cumnock. We went down into the, the championship. Uh, John McEwen was the manager at the time, and he brought in kind of the best players from that league and on to we lost the first three games of the season and I wasn't really wasn't really happy there at the time as we went away. I think Jimmy Cup was actually pretty sound at the thing, best on me, but I stuck I stuck by it. I loved I loved my time at Cumnock and uh, we were on a run, I think it was about twenty odd games. We went on a run and we ended up winning 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 the league there at uh, 
at Cumnock and it was a it was a, a great change in them, a great bunch of lads and lads that I still I still keep in touch with uh, to this day. To, and then the following season with the kind of same group of guys went to the, the West of Scotland Cup final, unfortunately. Uh, two one up with thirty seconds to go and we get beaten the we, we drew the game and then we get beaten penalties. But my time at Cumnock over the two seasons was probably the kind of best uh, the best time I've had so far. But Sure, that through it can be it can be topped. Brilliant. Do you know obviously the you went into coaching after? Can I? You went into can I play a coaching first? Is it all? Was that always the plan? Team you were playing even at air was it always the plan that that would be the next step? Granted, coaching. No, no, not at all. Um, I never really thought it to be honest, mate. Um, it was just obviously when my career was curtailed at air through injury, and then yeah, I was kind of finished with football to be honest. Um, and then thankfully with the support of my family and Sean and. Jimmy Cup, we got in touch and I went to training. I just love playing and I still love playing. I had to retire in the summer. I'm waiting on a lung operation at the moment, um, which has been delayed for, for some time now. Um, so that's how I had to stop playing. But I wish I was still playing, Scott, to be honest, um, as much as I enjoy the coaching and everything that goes with that. I don't think you can ever replicate that feeling of playing, that feeling that Monty had in the dressing room on Saturday after going out there and earning those three points for your for your team, for your teammates. Um, I don't think that'll ever be able to be re- replicated. But I just like, listen, I just need to focus on the, the coaching aspect of things now. I want to do better at that. Um, I, I do it in the kitchen. I put as much time as I, I'm allowed to at home to put into these things. And I just want to have a better career in management and coaching than what I did playing. And that's just my sole ambition at the moment. But I've just got to be grateful for the position that I'm in at Troon. Um, and Jeremy's been phenomenal with me since day one, and it's great to still be there by his side at the moment, um, learning every week. So, aye, that's been that's that's been some of the course of the last six to eight months. But um, no, it was never really in my mind to go into coaching. Certainly in my early days, um, maybe in the past eighteen months to two years in my playing career, possibly. But I never um, managed being thrust into it just as much as I have. Brilliant. Monty, obviously you you've been at Troon for a while. Obviously you're the captain now. How much are you enjoying your time at Troon? Loving it. I, I bet I can have a bumpy start. My first season, I broke my collarbone and uh, kind of at the turn of the year, and then obviously uh, last year it was kind of under the COVID. But um, this year I'm thoroughly enjoying it. The management team's brilliant. We've got a great we've got a, a great bunch of lads. Uh, it's really it's, it's really good. Aye, brilliant. If you've seen the show, you obviously know that we put you in the spot. We asked the, the manager or the assistant manager the quickfire questions round and then we put the player on the spot with the teammate question round. So, Dino, we'll come to you first. Are you ready to be put in the spot? Yes, go for it, mate. Uh, Van Bronckhorst or Postacoglu? Postacoglu. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Favourite other sport? American football. Favourite film? Um, stand by me. Favourite quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Best character you've met in football? That's a good question, that. Ray McGovern. Come back to that one. Win the league or win the Scottish Cup? Win the Scottish Cup. Best player played with? Alan Troughton. Worst? Raymond McGovern. <laughs> Best player coached? Raymond Montgomery. <laughs> you can sign three players for other teams in the league. Who would you pack? Oof. 
Um, As a regular in this show, dying to be one of them, by the way. I would. I wouldn't go for Shankers. No. <laughs> I would go for. Oh, that's a great question. I'd go for Sidey at Pollock. Right. Um, I'd go for. That's a great question, by the way. I'd go for Stuart McCann at Pollock. And I would go for Jamie Wilson for Cumnock. Mark Roberts and Mark Shankland, who's a better character? Mark Roberts. <laughs> Favourite manager in the league? Jimmy Kirkwood. Best memory in football? Um, scoring my header against Kilmarnock. Well, that's the next question. Best goal scored? Um, it wasn't maybe my best goal. I scored a cracker against these five. My best goal scored was probably for Truna. a free kick against Lags. Um, I'll put it on my Twitter tomorrow. Just to <laughs> it was a cracker, to be fair. Best player played against? Um, Janino played against a Janino when he was at Celtic in a bounce game at Barfield. Um, him, Paul Lambert, Ross Wallace, McManus, and that were playing. So, aye, Janino, the World Cup winner for Brazil. Very good. Last question Best dressing room story? Um, there's been loads, loads. Keep it clean, remember. I'm trying to do this without stitching someone. Best dressing room story. Um, there's a boy, Ryan McWilliams, um, who was a goalie at the time. Um, and he was a bit believable about the thing. So we'd tell him that big Stuart Grecian, who was the most placid guy in the world, fucking folk with knives. And we'd say to Kid Gloves, Ryan, that he had to go into the tour and try and get him out. And I think he drove into the tour to try and pack him up and that and get him away for trouble. Um, uh, it does, it's hard It's hard to portray the um, the funny side of that, isn't it, without actually living in it. But uh, there's been loads over the years and loads of good memories. Yeah, definitely. Monty, you're now in the spot. Are you ready to be put some of your teammates under under strain? Yeah. Right. Best dancer? Dean Fulton. Future manager? Uh, Dean Keenan. Best trainer? Colin Granger. Worst trainer? Dean Fulton. Hardman? Uh, Dan Ma. Most skillful? Most skillful? Josh Black. Quickest? Quickest? Myself? Slowest? <laughs> Myself? <laughs> Best character? Uh, Dean Fulton. Worst dress sense? Chappie. Final question, teacher's pet. Teacher's pet. Uh, I don't know. don't know. Darren Miller. Darren Miller. Do you know who disagree with any of them? Um, we Ben skillful, but so is Josh. Um, nah, th- th- that was pretty fair. Teacher's pets probably Jack Sherry as well. Uh, right, as you know, if you've seen the show, you'll know that we we get some sources. We're a, we're a channel focused on news, and we get some sources 
to kind of stick these in and get some stories. And we've got a few here. Dino, you'll know some of these that have come in. You've got a few good friends that have been on the show that have probably told these stories on the show, but we're going to tell them again. Ask Dino about when he'd done his ECL at Belmont and he was lying in agony and Big Reed had just put a pile of jackets over him. Aye, that was it, man. Career finished. Went over on my knee and I was in agony. Um, and <laughs> training just continued and I got a couple of jackets flung in the ambulance at the side of the pitch. Um, but aye, oh, horrific, horrific night. And I'd actually, there's a funny story to go with that as well. I was... I, I don't know if it was, it wasn't a sponsorship, but I'd get these Kappa boots getting to me to wear. Um, and that's the first I'd wore them that night. So when I'm lying there in the ground, my knees in agony, I'm shouting up saying it's the Kappas. But aye, that was it, man. Pile of jackets put on me until the ambulance came. Brilliant. Ask him about the phone bust in the jacuzzi after he got sent off in one game. Big Radio came in mental and couldn't find where he was. Can I mind that? Who said that? Can't reveal my sources, but you'll probably know after this, this next question. Yeah. I spent about 18 months of my life with him in a call centre day in, day out. What's the best story for there? <laughs> um, I take you know who it is. It was one, I think so. <laughs> one day at Halloween, though, you were coming in dressed up and he came in as Freddie Mercury with this vest on and the tash and that. And when we were sitting there, I'm saying, ah, this is the way he usually dresses and that. This is it. <laughs> Folk at that point were just kind of buying that. They thought that that was the way that he usually dresses. But it did suit him, to be fair. And I've seen him dressed a lot worse than what he was. He, did. he could pull it off, by the way. He could pull it in off him. Uh, definitely. He sent another one in as well. Ask him about the time we went pre-season tour in Austria. We were all sitting in a pub. And one minute, Dino with a full head of hair. Five minutes later, he had a skinhead. Ah, that was brilliant, Austria, man. What a night that was. Um, we went there for pre-season. There's actually a funny... Um, I'd... Uh, my Tony would come off and go there and um, I, it was excruciating I mean it was real real agony so I was like to the gaffer every day I was like I'm not going to be able to train man and my, my fit's a bit so so he's like right go on a bike with Kev and Kev gave me a doing on this bike and up and down the mountains but then I came back and um, the boys were doing triple sessions so I just got a wee bit of lunch and we were staying in this place in Obertron and um, it was just a bike to everywhere you got so I'd take a bike to lunch had my lunch Lunch, Aberdeen boys were at the time in the Preston friendly. So to the digs, I go back and the Preston boys are playing tennis. Alan Davidson, Mikey Ross, maybe it was at Aberdeen, and Sean St. Ledger. The three of them were playing. So I was like, trying to get the beginning of the Preston boys. Like, I'll give you a game if you want. So I joined in playing tennis with them and that. Um, obviously couldn't train because of my toenail, but I was playing tennis with the Preston boys. And we did a guy fucking back, man, went absolutely through me and seen me. But, um, <laughs> Nah, that was that was a class trip. And then we went out in Salzburg um, on the way Saturday night, whatever it was. We played a friendly and went out in Salzburg and I had a full heat of hair and then there was this barbers in the actual nightclub. So I just walked there and just got my heat shaved and then came back. But that was a great trip, man. Probably the best. In fact, that, that, that trip was just one of the best memories in football as well. It was an amazing week. We went to, on, as I said, in Austria. It was brilliant. And then we had a week in Belfast a couple of years later. It wasn't bad either. Another question here. Ask him about what he threw into cow shed after we won the league at Morton. <laughs> there was nothing flung in the cow shed at all. It's still sitting somewhere, um, which will be, will be returned to me one day, I'm sure. Brilliant. Ask Monty why he wears Lonsdale pants when playing football. 
<laughs> I think my mum bought me them for my 16th and I was with them for memories. <laughs> Have you found any dirt in the boys after taking uh, taking something to do with the development team? Sorry? Have you found... You're bound to have a bit of dirt on those boys in the development team after you've been getting involved with helping out. No, I'm not going to feel anything on that. No, going to feel anything. Do you know, no. you're famous for your dressing room initiations. Where do you start? What, in terms of... What's the best dressing room initiation, I think, is the question, aye? Um, at Trun, when me and um, Martin, you were playing together um, upon the first training session, um, after training, we, a game, a game, it's called a game of worries. Um, where the folk in the shower that I'm sure you can imagine what was going on. Um, that was quite funny. He was an absolute crackpot. Great guy, great guy. Monty, we need to start talking about your la- lack of discipline, getting sent off on needless fills. He'd ma- he's missed more Saturdays than avid hot dinners. That's for a teammate of yours. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling, I would die this season, so no. Ask him why he thought it was a good idea to cut a pair of goalie gloves. <laughs> uh, well, I think the goalie we've got in the uh, Fisher who's in goals and I don't think he needed to cut them. I think he was wearing them on Saturday. <laughs> right, that's another one for Monty. What is uh, the story about Dean Fulton and a trampoline? <laughs> That's not for the show. That's not for the show. That's not for the show. I know where that came from. I know where that came from. Do you know what is your favourite Mark Roberts story? Um, Avid Tunnels. We used to play Mar- um, FIFA at Marcos, so Thursday we would train and then we'd just go to Marcos and there was about four or five years and we'd just sit and play FIFA tournaments eating pizza, man, and then his missus would come and gaff them up. Um, I Marco was brilliant, man. What a player as well! I don't know, unbelievable player. And they came, he trained with us at pre season and played a couple of games. And it's unbelievable how fit he is still, what a shape he is. And yeah, Marco's a great guy, man. Brilliant, yeah, definitely. That's a final one, but I, I think I know what's gonna, but this might not be able to go out. Ask Monty about biofreeze before a game. <laughs> biofreeze, that was the one where we went for a shower, and somebody put the biofreeze in that. Do you see that mint? Shower gel we were uh, mint kind of shower gel. And I, I went and used it after the game one day thinking it was the mint shower gel. <laughs> Brilliant, but obviously has some, some great stories there. We'll touch a bit on what's coming up for you. Obviously, it's a busy, busy run up until Christmas, but it starts with the, the game against Largs away in the third round of the South Monty. How big a game's that to get a, a good run in the cup going? Oh, it's huge. I obviously after beating them last week, I've got to try and uh, building that and uh, they'll, they'll obviously work for it and they'll have them kind of well drilled and obviously after our celebrations last week uh, they obviously want to put one, one over us at their own patch so it's massive to go there and get to get the victory and obviously try and give us a chance of growing and progressing in the cup uh, with the expectations hopefully of getting to a, getting to a final this season Yeah definitely Dino would you go along with that massive game to get a good run in the cup going on Saturday? Every game's a massive game, aye. Every game's a massive game. And it's only massive because it's the next one. Um, when we won at Rutherglen, the chairman sent to Jimmy how 
I believe the last uh, the last game to be bigger bigger than the game previously, and and we just said that to the chairman that it's only bigger because we won at the weekend. Um, very 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 cliche, but it's so true at this level at the moment. It's a cutthroat league, um, cup competitions. It's the final comp- competition that we that we're in. Obviously, you've got the Scottish Cup, um, but for me, this is an elite competition at this level. Um, Lowland League teams are in it. It's, it's regionalised, obviously, and for me, this is a cup competition that if we were to pick one to go along in, then this is the one that we would pick. Um, but we'll see how we are Saturday, obviously. Um, maybe change the squad a bit a wee bit, get some of the younger lads in that deserve to be playing, and we'll see how we go for them. Absolutely, but obviously in the league before Christmas, there's three massive home games against the Buffs, Rossville and Rutherglen. Morning, if you're going to stay up, these are games that you need to obviously win. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we've got to go and win the games. They're also going to be tough games. Uh, Quinn and Rangers, they're up. They're an excellent start to the season. They're up at the top end of the league. Their form hasn't been that good um, recently. I think they're, kind of struggling, they're struggling for players uh, with injuries and things like that. So a home tie at Portland Park, you've got to be going there and hopefully, hopefully getting three points. Uh, and Rutherland as well, they're obviously want to try and put one over in this after us beating them at there at their place a couple of weeks back so again it's a massive game but it's a game that we should be looking to go and get get three points for get three points from and keep the momentum going because if momentum if you get the momentum I keep winning every week uh, it becomes easier to, to go in the following week and get that winning mentality uh, amongst the group of players Dino is a certain obviously above relegation how important is it with these these games to, to win them and obviously get as far away from that position as possible uh, it's huge Scott, like what season our, our aim is going to be to stay in this division. Um, and I, I listened to all the other managers speaking pre-season about their aims, and there was one in particular that spoke about how he hoped that nobody would come on and say staying in the division um, was going to be the BL and end all for them, um, and that they were going to be tied. So we must be having an unbelievable season, or they're having a really poor one if we're only three points behind them. So. Uh, listen, we, we know what we're wanting to do. We want to stay in this league. We'll do everything that we can. Um, and you just look at some of the teams down there at the league at the moment. You know what I mean? Some. Um, so I, we've got a few few games coming up that are of significant importance. We're aware of that, um, and we want to finish mid-season break. Definitely, and I've, I was obviously going to say there. Obviously, we would like Stevie Wilson on as well. Ryan Stevenson's back. How big are they players? Obviously, do you know with their experience to come in and play with guys like Ray, and obviously a big kind of mix of experience and youth in that team. Obviously, going forward, there is. I it's important. Um, Stevie Wilson's been good since he came back. Um, had to get him up to speed initially, and now he's up to speed. He's been good. Um, he just keeps missing penalties, but <laughs> we can deal with that. Um, no, he's been, he's been good, and obviously Stevo for the period that he's been back in the team. Um, he's added goals, he's added experience, he's added his quality, um, as we had expected us to do. Um, but the younger lads that we've got in that front area, um, like I said earlier, Sam Jameson's for me, he's one of the best strikers in the league, yeah. um, if not a league above as well. And Josh Black, Ben Black, Dean Fulton, um, we've got unbelievable players in the front end of the pitch. Um, and defensively, Tommy and Darren have been magnificent for us. Ewan McCleavy's improving every week. Um, Jack Sherry's came back, Sam McCloskey, do you know what I mean? So we've got real good experience. Um, we'd like to see captain leading them through. So hopefully, in the coming weeks, we can continue this good run um, that we're on. Um, but as I said, it'll be a very much yeah, definitely. Moni, would you go along with that? How good uh, the mix in the dressing room, uh, can I experience in youth? Is that a good balance? 
Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good bunch of boys in the changing room all together. So as in terms of that mix, a, a youth inexperience, it's uh, it's working well at the moment. So as uh, as Dino said, some of the players I've got going forward: Ben, Dino, uh, Josh, Sam. They're, they're they're excellent young players, and they've got an opportunity. They've got to go on and play at a higher level. So they do, but uh, and experience as well as Dino said as well that Tommy's been brilliant. He's a great guy to play in front. Of. He talks constantly through the game. Talks talk constantly through the game, and I think the game that he missed against Albia was probably was probably. It's probably why we lost that game. Uh, his experience uh, at centre back, talking to young boys through the game, uh, we missed that. Yeah, definitely. But we can only wish you all the best for the the season ahead. It's been an absolute pleasure to be both on the show. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much for having us. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone who's tuned in. Please follow our social media pages and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels. Thanks very much to everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.